Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here today without Megan Francis because this is episode 19 in our Mom Hour Voices series. And I've got such a great interview for you guys today. So you're going to hear me chat with Amy Triple, who's a professional photographer, a photography instructor, and a working mom of three who lives outside Chicago. Amy and I got along so well that I kind of felt like I had made a new friend before we even got started with the interview. So I can't wait for you to get to know her as well and hear her amazing tips for making the most of your holiday photo sessions, capturing great photos of your own kids, and learning how to use that DSLR camera that may be sitting in your closet. Um, Amy is also the founder of Shootalong, co-founder, and Shootalong is an online weekly DSLR photography project for parents. You have heard Megan and me talk about Shootalong quite a bit on this show, um, going back all uh, several times in 2017. And a lot of you have signed up for their program and are loving it. So I wanted to really quickly clarify our relationship with Shoot Along just because we like to be super transparent about how we earn money for the podcast and also where we get our interview guests. So Shoot Along is an affiliate partner of ours, which means that those of you who have paid to take their courses have helped us because we get a commission uh, when you sign up. This interview, though, came out of my total genuine admiration for what Amy has built and her amazing photography and kind of getting to know her her and her husband over the course of this year. Um, And I just thought that you guys would really appreciate hearing an interview with a professional photographer of this caliber. So we're not being paid or compensated for doing this interview. And in general, we don't really do sponsored interviews. So when you hear these Mom Hour Voices episodes, these are people we're bringing to you because they've written something or done something or created something that we think you would love to hear about. Um, If we ever do include an interview as part of a sponsored campaign, you'll always know that and we will always disclose that. Um, And even then, it will be something we think has value to you as a listener. So I just wanted to make all that clear because it's so important to Megan and to me that you guys understand how all of this works. And we're totally transparent. You can always ask us questions or email us. But um, Amy is on purely because I think she's an amazing mom and photographer and has built an amazing business. And yes, Shoot Along is also an affiliate partner of ours. So Okay, are you guys ready to hear my conversation with Amy? This is really fun, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm excited to be here. I am so excited. We just were chatting before starting recording, and I feel like we're going to be fast friends. We have a lot in common. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Very fun. We've got same age kids. Well, not yeah. age, but yeah, girl, similar girl, families. Girl yeah, yeah, and exactly. Chicagoland. So Amy's Chicagoland. Yeah. I know we have a lot of listeners in the Chicago area, and my co-host awesome. Megan is just up yep. the coast from you in Southwest Michigan. So we oh, have a really lot nice. of listeners in that area. Nice. So Chicago is a beautiful city. We love it here. It is. So yeah. we're going to dive right in and talk about something that this time of year comes up and that is holiday cards and family photos and having photos taken. So I want to start there, but I also want to start with a little, 
I don't know, my personal opinion is that it's okay not to spring for the full family photo shoot yes, every yes. year. I mean, I agree. I, as much as I love professional photography and I treasure of some of the ones we've done, that's not always in the budget. So we're not going to tell right. everybody that they have to do that every year, right? No, that's... <laughs> no. And I am a hundred, I'm, I'm as real of a mom with the real family budget as anybody. And the truth is we don't spring for it every year. Right. Um, so it's, it's fun to some years you do it. It's always yeah. worth it. We never regret it, but um, there are some years that what you gather is what you gather. And I love that too. Exactly. So. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's talk to the folks who might have a family photo session coming up for their holiday okay. card right. or their Christmas card or yeah. whatever. Do uh -huh. you have any tips for getting your family ready for that kind of a photo session? Yes. And specifically, I'd love to talk about really making the most of that time. I know photographers yes. do a lot of mini sessions. You don't always have yeah. a ton of right. time. And a lot of our listeners have really little kids. Like it's hard enough yeah. getting out the door <laughs> on a regular Absolutely. day. So Absolutely. whatever comes to mind for you, practical tips, tips on keeping the kids happy and clean or tips on working it. with the photographer. You just, you just go and I'll interrupt with follow-up questions. Okay. Fantastic. I love it. So obviously the getting ready part, we won't spend too long on that. Cause I feel like that, you know, that's what Pinterest is for. You yeah. Know, like every single outfit combination, you know, the, the, the basic things always layer more textures, accessories, just anything to make it fun and interesting. Okay. Don't be afraid to do a little color pop, but, um, not too busy. Either. Right. So, okay. That makes um, sense. Let your kids shine. So that's sort of, you're getting ready, but yes, I love that you're asking about during a session. I wish more people asked about that mm -hmm. actually. Um, because there are things, there are always things that make a photo session go smoothly. And then there are the ones that the photographer walks away from and is like, Oh my gosh, that was crazy. You know, right. um, either way, typically we can get good pictures, but the best pictures. Okay. This is what you're looking for. You want your family to come to the session, um, ready to listen to the photographer. And I okay. know that that seems so obvious, but a lot of times, and I will tell you, I'm the exact same way at a session. It is so hard to be more hands-off than hands-on mm -hmm. with your kids. But the truth is it's going to really enable that photographer to take charge and do what she needs to do with them. So a lot of times as parents, we go in, I love being able to speak to both sides. Honestly, as parents, we yeah. want to go in and, and you know, a bunch of different things. We have shots in mind that we want, or we have ways that our kids should behave that we have in mind. Yeah. And of course they don't, of course they don't. Right. It's like it's, but, but your photographer knows that. Yeah. And photographers have done this so many times that they already understand that your kids are probably not going to be right. on their perfect, please. And thank you behavior. That's totally fine. Cause the, you know, the photographer's job is to kind of come in and be playful. Ideally, yeah. if you've got honestly, a good photographer who knows how to bring that out of your kids, then you're going to see your kids not in their perfect, you know, controlled state right. the whole time. But, but to understand that the photographer gets that and she's expecting it, she's even kind of drawing it out. Um, so that's one of, I would say the most important things right there is just let your photographer take charge and follow his or her lead. Um, that's going to be and that's, um, that's even like, just to jump in real quick, that's even mm -hmm. like when the photographer is saying, look here or smile or don't smile. Right. I think our, right. our, our tendency as moms is to repeat that instructions to our kids. Right. Exactly. Like, and oh then, gosh, and yes. then you're missing yes. the shot probably you of the are. mom because yes, she's exactly. yelling at her kid. That's, the that's bottom hard. Line is I had swabbed so many moms looking back at the camera <laughs> because they're looking at their kids to see if their kids are looking at the camera. It's right. just our, it's our reflex. So you're yeah. absolutely right about that. You do what you need to do let your photographer, um, take care of your kiddos and you're gonna, that's your absolute best bet. Um, 
couple other things. Let's see. Oh, can we take a minute and talk about dads? Actually, yes, I please. It's a really important place um, to touch on. So, okay. So dads, a lot of time, not all the time at all, but I have a good solid group of dads typically that will come to their session and they're grumpy. They just oh. are, they don't, they don't want to be there. This is the kind of thing that those dads right off the bat, you know, they're kind of fussy. It's not really their thing. The mom books the session. It's during um, football season. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Might that be. Is ex I was literally about to say that, you know, the mom has no idea what the schedule is and you've just booked it in some day game that's a rival team, you know, terrible. So um, dads can come a little cranky. So if you can um, try so hard, if, if obviously, um, this is mom hour. So we're talking to yeah. moms here. If you, um, if your husband is there and you can possibly do anything you can, um, to kind of bring him off the ledge before the session starts, mm -hmm. it's so helpful because what happens otherwise is dad comes in, maybe a little stressed out, um, which inevitably travels over to the mom and then that can come right down to the kids and then everybody's a little stressed. If and dad's I'm, happy, everybody's happy. I'm imagining too that the getting out the door for this photo shoot was probably oh crazy because like we Always. said, so Always. Amy, for listeners, um, I probably said this in my bio that I have not right. yet recorded, but Amy has three kids, my, you know, same, similar spacing to mine. We all know that getting out the door with three little kids or however many yes. you have is crazy. Right. So then also having everyone in their outfits, like I've been there. It is crazy. It's I probably know. the reason it's I haven't done this in a few years. We are actually having photos right. taken this year, but haven't in a few years. So, yes. um, I love that you're sort of empowering the photographer. Like photographers know that they know yeah. what they're getting oh into, gosh, yes. which I hopefully will it. relieve some pressure on the mom. What I about, so. what about yeah. little tricks? Like, um, I know I've brought lollipops or like little bribes yes. and snacks. I'm not above yep. bribing for things like right. this. Um, but what no, types of, what types of bribes and little treats and tricks work like that? You have great, great questions. So let's start here. No chocolate because yes. chocolate <laughs> every now and then there's like, you know, chocolate covered raisins or chocolate chips. And as you can imagine, chocolate gets bad fast as yeah. far as, you know, all that <laughs> messy. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, little candies, whatever your kids really like, jelly beans are great because yeah. they're clean, you know, marshmallows. Um, I've done mini marshmallows before because they're oh, tiny. Yeah. Yes. I should keep some in my camera bag. <laughs> um, Lollipops actually, believe it or not, a lot of people bring lollipops, but those are really tricky because they last a long time. That's true. And then you've got to take it away. Yeah, <laughs> it out. So <laughs> I'll tell you from a photographer's perspective, yeah. the lollipop comes out and we're like, oh dear, oh okay. dear, you know. Um, so lollipops are great for after, but not necessarily before. Another thing that tends to work really well that most families end up doing is instead of bringing little things for the session, have something really special after the session mm -hmm. that you're looking forward to. You're looking forward to going out for ice cream. I, I had a family yesterday that um, it was so cute. They were all going bowling. The kids could not oh, wait to fun. go bowling. Um, just something to kind of end, end it, make it special. And, yeah. um, you know, that's kind of the reward at the very end. So you I can also just, pull that out. Yeah. I also just want to say like, as I'm like yeah. a mom who likes to prepare my family and kind of explain why yes. we're doing things. I think as your kids start to get older, it's yes. okay to say, you know what guys, this is important to mommy. Like this is yes. a treat for mommy. And these yes. pictures, I mean, you wouldn't say that to a two-year-old probably, no, but my kids are nine, that. seven and four. And I feel right. totally justified saying this is something special for me. I'm going to keep this picture forever. It's something that, it. that helps us stay in touch with our faraway family and just give them, yep. it's not a guilt trip, but it is like no, making them pause no. to say, 
it's okay if you don't want to do this because right Right. now it's important to me. And there's times in our family where we all sort of, you know, pitch in to do something that's important to someone else. So, um, I think it could be very good friends. (laughs) I think that's what I tell my kids. Yeah. It's very justified saying that. And, and yeah. that could be to your partner as well. If your partner's a little reluctant right. be like, you don't have to like it. You just have to suck yeah. it up for an hour. You have like, to do it. You yeah. have to do it. Help them see the long term too. You know, yeah. these kids are going to be big. You're really going to love these. Um, yeah, all yeah. of it. I think that's very, very smart. Okay. Yeah. I think that's great. Any other, yeah. like, just while we're on this topic, like yeah. any stories, right. crazy stories of like photo shoots gone wrong or like unruly oh toddlers. I know all, oh. all moms think that their toddler is the worst, but you oh, had to have oh, seen oh, it oh. all. <laughs> I will tell you, I have, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 and a half years and yes, um, your child is probably not the worst toddler that there ever, ever has been. Cause I've had some really crazy ones over the years. Um, yeah, I mean, there are so, so many stories. It's rare in the end that we've ever needed to do reshoots. So that kind of keep that in mind with yeah. the photographer. She probably has more than you think she does because yeah. cameras are really fast. But, oh, yeah, I mean, here's a great story. I had one time it was toddler twins. They were both oh, two gosh. and a half. Oh, and, um, oh, yeah, here it goes. So I thought we were really having a hard time, you know, getting that family picture where they were both at the same time really happy. And we were really going for something candid. So I said to the parents, okay, here's a thought. What if you each hold up a toddler? You know, you're kind of back to back. This was, you know, I was a little cheesier at the beginning. So um, (laughs) kind of back to back, hold those toddlers up, you know, each on your own side. And we'll see if we can't get everybody kind of happy. Look at your kiddo and they'll look at you. Well, they both did it at the same time, except the, the toddler that the mom was holding kicked her in the nose and broke it. Oh Oh my my gosh, gosh, Sarah. It was one of those days that I thought, is this really what I should be doing? (laughs) So, um, you know, you just honestly, that's why we have insurance, obviously. Yes. Um, that is a story. I'm sure that family is still telling that story. Absolutely. And you know, so is your toddler the worst toddler? Probably not. Probably not. So if you escape um, your family photo session without a broken nose, you are winning. Then you're probably doing just fine. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I love it. It's a riot. I I love it. So so there's a story. All right. So we're going to move on a little bit. So I want to talk about when professional photography is not in the budget. We kind of touched on that. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be an every year thing. So in my family, the last time that I had a full family photo session, my, my youngest was like, uh, just over a year and she's four and a half. So it's been like three and a half years and we're Mm going to do one this fall. Um, but in those in between years, whether it's for a holiday card or just, just to get a picture of your kids, I I've actually had fun kind of doing a, a DIY thing. And by DIY, I I mean, I do treat it like a photo shoot in that I pick their outfits. We head to the park at a a time Mm -hmm. with some nice lighting. Um, And so I do make a a little effort, but I don't hold myself to the same standard as a professional. So we actually had a little fun. I sent you my last year's Christmas card by email. Um, So I'll just talk about how I do it. And then maybe you can add some tips for moms who, you know, don't have the budget this year, but you still want to make an effort and maybe not include like just a candid that you took on the fly in your house. So, um, the way I do it is I, I pick a day and we go in the late afternoon. And like Mm -hmm. I said, I treat it like a photo shoot. And just like I said, I tell my husband and kids, this is important. We'll go to Chick-fil-A after like whatever, (laughs) bring the bribes. Um, Uh I bring my camera, although I think with great smartphone cameras and decent outdoor Uh lighting, I don't even think you'd need a DSLR, but I bring my DSLR and Mm -hmm. we go to our local park and I kind of, what I do is I kind of alternate letting them run in the grass and play with, Okay. okay, now get 
get everybody together real quick and I'll take a few real quick. And then I disperse them to play because I'm not on a photographer's clock. So I can have it take an hour instead of a 25 minute mini session. So I sent you, I sent you the one I was most happy with. I Mm -hmm. I will say my middle, my son, it's not the best, most natural smile. He looks a little like he wants to get out of there, but I think the lighting (laughs) is decent. I like their outfit. So how do you think I did? I agree. Okay. So (laughs) I will tell you, I think you did fantastically. I love the way that you've got them posed. I think it's really sweet. I love, um, so that first picture, especially, um, you did a great job with them and I love, um, really their expressions. Here's the thing about expressions. First of all, as far as your son goes, I thought it was adorable. A lot of times as the mom, you're going to see it when, you know, every soup, you know, great aunt Bertha is going to be like, Oh, look, he's so nice. So at Christmas, you're good on that. Um, (laughs) but the, um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. You can really see how engaged they are with you. And that's really important. I think every time that's what is going to make the picture that much greater is you are not only taking the picture, but obviously whatever you're doing there, you're doing something to really um, engage with them. And oh, you've got your littlest there. She's kind of laughing. Yes. Your, there's lots of trying oldest. to get them to laugh. And again, I my husband it. could help with that. Yeah, um, perfect. Oh, yeah. So Um, so I think you did an absolute fantastic job. Um, so other little tips to throw in there for you. Um, I love that you had your husband there. That's really, really big. Honestly, um, I teach a lot of photography classes and to parents and I'll say, usually it's moms that come and I'll say, if you can sit your husband down ahead of time and say, this is important to me and I need your help. And you know, just to say, this is one of those special things that like, if you can just do what I say, then this is going to go really smoothly. And a lot of times, so your kids are a little older, but when you're right. talking about those toddlers, the babies, having a wrangler, which yes. would be your spouse <laughs> right up near, um, you're going to really want to have that person that's able to, you know, pull the baby back into the spot or right. whatever. So yes, physically, um, like physically be a, a body mover. Yeah. That's so that's true. What you need. Yeah. Because otherwise as the mom, you're running back and forth and you get frustrated very fast, not right. to mention sweaty. So Right. Um, Okay. The other thing, it might be, it might be obvious, but I would not try to do this myself with trying to also somehow get us all in the picture. So I was wearing like totally scrubby clothes that day. Same with my husband. Like, and so for the last three Christmases, our holiday card has just been the three kids, which is why I'm ready for a full family one, but it worked. It worked great. Is there, um, I mean, I knew enough about photography to kind of go late afternoon to the local park. Is there any other tips about if people are are brand new at this, any other lighting tips? Yeah. So I love exactly what you said that late afternoon somewhere. There are a couple things to throw in here. First of all, as far as your local park goes, you picked a really nice location. Even if you don't have somewhere that beautiful, I mean, oh my goodness, you've got the mountains, the rocks, <laughs> the plants, really what you can do is find any kind of a somewhat uniform background. And that works really well too. So a brick wall or, okay. um, even if it's like, you know, a row of bushes or something, as long as it's not distracting right. um, and the focus can really come in on your kids, that's, that's kind of a great trick. You can use almost anywhere um, as long as that background is sort of uniform. Um, if you're not going to have a background 
like you have here, which is, you know, obviously. Yeah, no, I could see it um, being like if you lived yeah. in like a small town, like a downtown right. situation, like we're Absolutely. not talking about, it's not, doesn't have to take an hour. I do think the one right. benefit of the park was that I let them run around in between. So, Absolutely. but Absolutely. yeah, I could see so many different places. I love that idea yep. of a brick wall. Yep. And then as far as lighting goes, I love late afternoon. I think it's great. Um, having that sun behind your subject is really important. A lot of times that's the one thing that I see missing is you've got everybody in these cute outfits. You might have great candidates of them running around or whatever, but if you don't know to put the sun behind your subject, um, and behind the background, basically, okay. so it's shining through the foliage, it's shining right. um, around their heads, through the top of their hair and around their outfits, you're going to have nice, even lighting in front. That's really important. The direct sunlight is going to create harsh shadows right. and it's going to be distracting and squinting. So you nailed it. You did it perfectly. Oh, well, thank you. I will yeah, put well, this picture um, in the show notes and on social media so you guys can oh, see good. what we're talking good. about. Yeah. Um, and I would love, I would love if our listeners, if you end up doing your own, let us know how it goes this year. You can yeah. comment on the show notes. And I just think Absolutely. I'm such a champion of paying for quality photography, but at the same time, yeah. mm -hmm. I think there's, no. there's a lot of yeah. room for us to to, you know, try and do it ourselves. And so, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm super passionate about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Good. So let's talk a little bit about finding professional photographers in yes. your area. I mean, mm -hmm. you and I are both lucky. You're in a major Metro area and mm -hmm. I'm in sort of sprawling suburbia, but I'm in a land right. of a lot of, you know, just a lot of photographers. I'm not very far right. from Los Angeles and, right. um, but we have listeners all over the country and in fact, all over the world. So right. I'm oh, sure yeah. some of this is just word of mouth and ask around but do you have yes. tips for finding, finding good yes. photographers and kind of how to know what, you know, when you've found yeah. a good one or what's for you, what, what you're looking for? Absolutely. So a couple of thoughts for you, obviously, number one, if you see someone else's pictures, typically like on Facebook or wherever, um, and you like them, ask them who did mm -hmm. those. That's always a really good place to start because as awesome as a photographer's website might be. Um, photographers are extremely busy, uh, you know, to be honest, a lot of them don't have the time, you know, to keep them updated. So they might be a year or two old photographers. A lot of times might be better than they look honestly. So keep an eye on what's going on right now on their Facebook pages, what's current for them. Um, that I would say is, uh, one thing that you can definitely be looking for. Another thought for finding a photographer, um, is look for somebody who on this is this is funny but if you go on their about me page okay. you're going to see um read those and see who's personal like who is willing to just show you them you want a photographer who's fun you want a photographer with some experience um mainly because not because experience necessarily means you'll take better pictures technically, right. but what experience does is it gives that photographer the confidence he or she needs to really take charge in a session. That's a big deal when you come to a session, because what you don't want is coming to, you know, having your photographer say, well, what do you guys think? And, right. you know, would you like this? Would you like that? It's, you know, you want a photographer who says, okay, you sit here, you look here, yep. this is going to be fun. This could be silly, but I know what's going on. Um, that's a lot easier to follow. And then you're going to end up with better pictures that way. So you're and you think some of that comes out in their about page. I think it's so interesting that you can kind of I do. figure that out before even yep. really meeting them in person. I think so too. Look for confidence. Honestly, mm -hmm. that's what I would look for. I would look for a photographer who seems confident in her work. And I'll put this in also, if like you said, if it's not in the budget every year, um, if you can save a little bit, you know, if you can kind of 
wait every couple of years so you can do it a little more. You can pay a little bit more, mm -hmm. say, on that third year than if you were doing every year. My suggestion is go with that mm -hmm. um, because photographers who charge more typically um, have been in it longer. They mm -hmm. have more experience and um, their work oftentimes will reflect it. Not yeah. always, but often. Yeah, I can, I can see yeah. that being true. Yeah. You, um, we've, we're obviously talking a lot about family sessions and holiday yeah. photos, but, right. but I actually think there's other opportunities to work with professional photographers. And especially then uh -huh. you don't have to play the crazy scheduling game of scheduling Correct. a pre-holiday yes. session. Are there other types of sessions that you think maybe are good to dip your toes into this area. Yes. I had a maternity session once with my third baby. I had never had oh, one that was yes. actually great. And we actually got some great family photos out of it. And yep. so mm -hmm. maybe there's even, do you think maternity or newborn, like, is there one type yeah. of session you think works well as you're starting to figure as this out? As a starter out? session. Well, I would, I would say maternity is a great place to start. Um, obviously a mini session of any kind is great. A lot of photographers will offer, a mini session in the spring, for example, or okay. mini sessions. Sometimes, you know, they'll even do like a winter outdoor session, although those are a little chilly. Well, depending <laughs> on where you live yeah. in Chicago, they're terrible, but yeah. um, California, they're probably fantastic. Anyway, that's a great place to start is like a mini kind of off season. Um, I would actually say a newborn would kind of be the last place you would want to start okay. as far as testing a photographer out because those newborn pictures of all the kinds of pictures you're going to take, those are so, so important. And yeah. you don't necessarily, that's a very limited amount of time that you yep. have just a week or two that that baby's in that place where mm -hmm. they're curly and they're sleepy. That's what um, you want. So to, to try someone out during that time is really kind of not your best bet. Um, you want to make sure actually that whoever you're using for your newborn photographer, maybe you've already tried them for a maternity right. session. You feel like, you know, their personality. Yeah. That was the case in, time. in my, um, in my situation with yeah. my last baby. Yeah. And that was yeah. one of the most, I, I have never observed a photographer work in such a cool way as that newborn yeah. photographer. I mean, I'm it's sure you run across this too, but the, the people who are really good at newborns, I almost, mm -hmm. you know, of course they don't have to specialize, but like, I can see why you would just yeah. specialize because it yep. was like a baby Absolutely. whisperer. And this was my third it, baby. Yes. So it's not like I was brand new to how to be around right. a newborn, but she was right. like, I like wanted her to stay in my house for like hours. I know. She was right. so great like, with the baby and just, with me and her yes. energy and like, it was yeah. warm and cozy yeah. and it's not always like that. So I would agree. I would agree that yeah. like newborn sessions, it's such a vulnerable time for mom and baby 100%, that you definitely yes. want somebody you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Somebody you feel comfortable with somebody that, again, that experience could not be more important in that situation because they know how to hold those babies, but simultaneously they know how to keep those mamas and daddies calm. Yeah. Um, kind of a big deal. Yeah, so, it yeah. is a big deal. It is a big deal. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll never forget having seen it done really, really well and Love like it. was blown away. Oh, I'm so, um, so, okay. So let's get real about pricing for a second, oh, because absolutely. I yeah. think this is important to talk about. Um, yeah. I am someone who believes that artists should be really well compensated and, mm -hmm. you know, independent business owners should be well compensated for their work. And on the other hand, yeah. we have moms with tight budgets out there. Um, Absolutely. I think somehow we've gotten this expectation that anyone with a nice camera can mm -hmm. be a professional photographer. And right. it's probably devalued a little bit, the professionalism mm -hmm. that goes into yeah. it. So how does it, how has this played out for you like uh, over the course of your career? And how do you talk yeah. to your clients about fees in a way that kind of helps them understand what they're what they're getting. Cause I feel like Absolutely. we've gotten to this point where we expect stuff 
to be free or cheap. Do you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. No, I love that you bring that up. I think that um, everything that you're saying is very true. And the truth is, anytime that we come on to you know, the subject of price, photographers are so touchy about price. And it's something, you know, I always reflect back that I started um, just like any other mom, picked up a camera, you know, played around, started charging very little, but um, that was really probably right for where my yeah. pictures were at at the time. Um, what's interesting to me is I see among photographers, I see this big, it's almost like a price gap. You'll see photographers that charge anywhere from a hundred to about 250, $300. And then suddenly there's this huge gap. And okay. then you might see photographers that seem to charge maybe 800, a thousand or more. And really in that in-between session there are or in between, you know, price range, there, there aren't very many photographers charging that. And the hmm. reason um, that we saw that and ended up having to make that big jump is because when we took our sessions from, um, you know, this thing I did on the side, it was really fun. And I loved growing this little business to my husband's coming on with me. Um, and this is what we're doing for our family. Mm -hmm. You can't sustain a family full time on that, you know, $250 session. And so the, the way that I've seen it is the photographers who truly have that, that long-term passion and the experience and are good enough to take it all the way, they end up having to charge because it becomes their livelihood. They have to charge mm -hmm. a lot more. So that, I think that's a really important distinction to make, not even necessarily in quality. I think that's really important. Um, you're going to see excellent photographers down there at that $250, $300 range also. Mm -hmm. um, but you're typically the ones that do charge a lot more the reason is because they're doing it full time. Mm -hmm. Now they're looking at all, they're looking at taxes. They're looking at, you know, like for mm -hmm. our sessions, I think it's, it's, um, important really to be able to say like, we probably take home about 30% of what we actually charge for mm -hmm. our sessions. Um, just because of equipment and a studio yeah. and our employees and all of that. Um, having said that, um, keeping an eye on their work and the consistency of a photographer's work, I think is extremely, um, telling about mm -hmm. what that photographer is. I do believe personally, because I take these pictures, I believe they are incredibly valuable. And, you know, whenever we can, um, we go ahead and book our own family session back in July, we booked twig and olive photography. They're such a neat photography team. They're up in, um, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, and it was, it was a stretch for us money wise for sure. Um, but what was amazing about it is it, again, it just gave me the experience of paying a lot. It was mm -hmm. a lot more than even our family typically would, but they're very, very good. And we got the pictures back. I was thrilled. They're beautiful. Immediately they're up on my wall. I've got this like seven foot gallery. My husband thinks I'm a little crazy, but whatever. <laughs> um, gorgeous. They make me so happy every time yeah. I walk by them and now in retrospect, when I look back at those pictures, the value of them to mm -hmm. me, I would do it all over again without, yeah. without question. And so I think, um, you, you find your photographer that knows you, that gets what you're looking for, that captures your family the way you want. And then, you know, you take that priority and you, you run with it and you try to, you know, pay whatever, even because they're going to be growing too over the years. Sure. The other thing, um, to point out that I think is, is worth 
mentioning is that, you know, a lot of times we look at photography and we think, oh, this is such a luxury and, you know, it's, it's so expensive. Let's say somebody charges $1,000 for a session and you think, I would never pay that. That's so much. If you think about it, we drop that kind of money as families more often than we might think. We buy our TVs, right. we buy, you know, our laptops go, so we have to get another laptop. We send our kids to the sports and we, you know, do all of the things that truly, if you, if you do start looking at priorities, you might, you might have that money. I think it's, whether you have it or not, it's really a matter of what you value. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if you're willing or able to just kind of stretch for it and go for it. I know that we've never regretted it when we've gotten amazing pictures. Yeah. And I, Um, I have done different like levels of, I have worked with different levels of photographer pricing. And Mm -hmm. I, I would agree that the, the most I've paid are also probably the best experiences I look back on and, and the best photos. Um, no, I, I appreciate you just being candid about that because I think as the consumers that if we don't know a lot, it can seem like, well, what's the difference, you know, what's the difference because a a great camera is a great camera and good natural lighting is good natural lighting. Um, so I think Mm -hmm. it's really interesting. And I know we probably have some moms in our audience who are also, you know, starting to dabble maybe in professional photography. I think it's great to give permission that it's okay to start your fees where your experience is that, you know, there's a place for that. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk actually about improving our own photography skills with these DSLR cameras. And Mm -hmm. um, for our listeners who've been listening a long time, they've heard Megan and I talk about Shoot Along before on the show. So tell everybody a little bit about what Shoot Along is and how you came to start that. Awesome. Okay, so Shoot Along is a year-long project that a fellow photographer, Heidi Peters, and I run. Um, This was our fifth year. Gosh, let me think. One, two, three fourth year. I think we're coming up on our fifth year of shoot along. And, um, it basically what it is, is it's a weekly lesson that it's, it's built for parents. And it's basically a weekly lesson that takes you from maybe you've just gotten your camera to, wow, you really know what you're doing. You're shooting a manual. It's a full year project. So we started this project in the first place because we realized, um, as photographers, we were chatting one fall about five years ago and we were saying, gosh, we love all these pictures that we're getting of families. And I said to Heidi, how about your family? Did you get pictures this year? And she's like, oh my gosh, no, I haven't taken any. I'm like, (laughs) me neither. Oh, I'm the worst, you know? And we were like, we should just find a way that you and I, we make sure that we're doing this. We're holding each other a little bit accountable because how could we take all these pictures of other families and not our own? And the more that we realized and chatted about that idea and got excited about the more we thought, you know, we could not be the only parents with DSLRs. Let's put the photography thing aside. We are not the only parents with great cameras that just aren't using them. Oh, I think um, it's so common, especially because now an entry level DSLR, you can get for four or $500. So it feels like, Oh, of course I'm going to learn to use this. It's not, Uh if it was like $10,000, obviously you'd have a a break off of the professionals, but now the entry isn't that hard. It's the entry combined with the learning that I feel like is a challenge for a lot of people. Um, so I think it's so smart when we heard about it, we were like, that is so smart. I know we have so many listeners who actually own these cameras and are not using them very often. It's a really, really neat project, and we we enjoy it so much because it's a mix of 
this focus on your family. It's, you know, we've got this online Facebook community that's really connected where we almost by the end of the year, we feel like we kind of see each other's kids grow through the year and we throw our pictures up there. And we, you know, like, um, this week we're talking about like, um, lovies and basically incorporating those special, special toys or special things into, uh, that are, are special to your kids. That's one yeah. thing we're talking about this week. Sometimes it's subject matter like that. Sometimes it's more technical stuff. Like we might learn um, how to backlight your photos and right. how to really use that light to exemplify um, your subject. It could be um, other times we might be talking, you know, the, the nuts and bolts like white balance or aperture. Um, but it's basically a way to incorporate the idea of truly capturing your family as you learn photography. So in the end, the goal is at the end of the year, you have a gorgeous, beautiful collection of photos of your family um, that has, it's been your learning place. It's been sort of your sacred ground of learning is your family. And by the end of the year, you're there. So you've got now all the skills you need and all the ideas in your head to run forward with. And, you know, in my mind, something like this is just such a a priceless thing to do for yourself and your family. Yeah, because it's, it's not only like you're giving yourself the gift of like the education and the photography practice and the learning, but you're Mm -hmm. also basically doing some like photo journaling of your entire year. And so you have the memory keeping aspect of it along with what you've learned and done yeah. for yourself as a mom. So I, yeah, I totally agree. It's twofold and we just, we love it. We love That's, it. We do it. Heidi and I do it also every year because the truth is even if you've done it a year, yeah. coming back and doing it another year is really fun. Cause it's, it's a reminder of every skill. It's a reminder to go back and practice just cause you've played with something for a week. Doesn't mean you're necessarily, you know, that you've mastered it completely. So it's fun to go back and keep with it. Right. I love that. Do you find that the participants in shoot along, because I know they can be very beginners with their DSLR, but some are probably, you know, getting up there in their skills. Right. Um, Uh how much does like new equipment come into play? Like, do you, um, I, I, cause I've gotten to this point in my DSLR where I start to think, well, maybe if I got a new lens, it would Mm -hmm. be better. And I know that sometimes that's tricky because probably if I just practiced more with a couple of lenses I have, it would be good. So how do you see moms navigating that? Or how do you advise them when it, when does it become about equipment or maybe some yep. new and versus just skill and practice? Right. Oh, great question. So the, from my perspective, the ideal situation is that you have some kind of a DSLR camera body, any kind, honestly, from your bottom level to the very top. Um, and also you've got one good prime lens and okay. by a prime lens, what that means is it's, it's a fixed lens. So it might be instead of zooming where mm-hmm. you're actually using your hand to get in closer and farther, it's, it's set. So it might be like a 50 millimeter lens. Which I think that's that, what I have is like, is that also yeah. called a macro lens? Um, no, a macro lens is, um, a little bit different where it's, it's built for like close up. Yeah. Okay. So. so that's what I think. I, I don't think I have a okay. fixed yeah, so I need a what, prime um, lens. See, what's your macro? I'd be uh, curious to know. Uh, what is it? I don't know. I'd have yeah, to look it up. I'll look it up and put it in the show notes. But good, I'd love to know. So the lens that um, I recommend, and well, let me back up actually and just say it's so important to have a lens like this because 
it, the aperture of these lenses can go very, very low. Um, F 1.8 is, that's called an F-stop. And right. basically, um, it, it opens up the lens itself very, very wide. The beauty of this is that it gives you the blurriest background of all. So Yeah, that's what I like to go for, too. I know. Yeah. Everybody loves it, and, and I do, too. So um, my number one sort of ideal situation is that parents have not just this camera body with whatever lenses it comes with, but they also go for this one extra lens Typically, I recommend the 50 millimeter 1.8. Okay. Um, I will, um, you know, I'll give you the link for that so people okay. can check it out on the website. One thing that's really neat is that there's a new company coming on the scene um, that ha they have just put this lens out for a very, very low price. I've gotten my hands on it and I love it. It's okay. super sharp. Um, and it's it, for the Canon version, it's about $50. And okay. for the Nikon version, it's about 70 which is just a steal for yeah. what it does. Um, so that's definitely worth linking. And then we, we should also probably show the full Canon and Nikon versions. Yeah. Um, but you can find this for Pentax. You can find it for, um, you know, all of the other, the Sony's, all the other okay. brands also. Yeah, that's, it's so great. And I'm sure shoot along the community aspect, the, one of the benefits of that too, is just being able to ask these questions. I kind of Absolutely. stopped short because I, even with right. the learning that I've done, I forget yeah. the names and then I feel dumb. And... I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome resource to go in and ask the questions and that's get great. the community to jump in. Yeah, that's sure. great. Um, okay, so let's talk quickly for those moms who don't have a DSLR and maybe quite mm -hmm. frankly, who, who just aren't into it enough to do that, which is totally right. fine. Um, oh, I think smartphone photography has come along way. I think there's so many creative oh. things to do with those phones mm -hmm. in our pockets. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Is there, I know your focus is obviously DSLR photography, but sure. um, is yeah. there anything that you've enjoyed along the way with the phone that's in your pocket all the time or oh, just that you've absolutely. seen come a long way? So what? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. No, great question. And I actually teach both. I teach classes okay. on um, just your smartphone because there is so much, there are so many concepts when you're learning photography that have nothing to do with the actual settings. You're learning compositional tips like, right. or like rule of thirds or leading lines. Um, some really exciting ways to up your photography plus lighting, any kind yeah. of lighting things that has nothing to do with your DSLR that just has to do with general photography. So, right. um, like your picture that you took last year for Christmas, that backlight, that's just as applicable when you're using an iPhone. Right. Okay. Um, Great. So typically, um, a couple of quick tips for yeah. using your iPhone. I would say one of the most important things obviously is going to be lighting. Um, and ideally what you're looking for is to keep your subject, there, there are two situations, but the first we'll start with because it's easier. Keep your subject in the shade. So full yes. shade, not just your subject, but also the background. Um, okay. If you have yeah. them both in the shade, then um, you're going to end up having a nice even lighting for everything. Um, so that's sort of my first tip. But lighting, secondly, again, having that sun behind your subject, even if, um, you know, this depends on where you live. If, you know, in Southern California, this might not actually apply. But up here in Chicago, way up north, um, having the sun behind our subject, even if it's noon, you know, we're still far enough up in the northern hemisphere that we do have the sun completely behind our subject. Yours might end up spilling forward okay. onto the forehead and nose a little bit. Okay. But, um, worth knowing because that kind of puts you in a better position no matter where you are, the soccer field yeah. or, you know, there are places where there isn't shade. 
And yes. so it's a really nice um, trick to kind of have up your sleeve. Just make sure that that sun is behind your subject no matter what. Because right. again, like your picture, um, it's going to start coming not just around your subject, but through the leaves, through the foliage. And it creates that beautiful glow, um, which can go a long way. Yeah. And I don't think I even ever thought of it that way. I knew to look for shade and I knew not to have direct sun. And I know that the sun creates shadows on the face, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I ever thought about it, that it should be behind the subject. I usually feel like I'm kind of looking for that indirect, like let's get away from all of the direct light. But I don't think I ever thought about it that way about being behind. So that's super helpful. I love that. Good. I'm so glad. One other quick tip with um, your iPhones is I think a lot of times in photography, no matter what kind of phone or (laughs) camera we're using, um, we don't tend to get in close enough. We don't tend to really fill up that frame. And when you fill up the frame, there's definitely more impact. It's a significantly higher amount of emotional Mm. um, appeal when you fill up a frame with a face, for example, than when you take a half body shot or a full body shot. And so don't be afraid to really get in there. Um, If your kids are making something, you know, they're playing with Play-Doh, then use your phone, get in there and get their little hands playing yeah. with the Play-Doh or, you know, any details, any way that you can get in there and tell the story um, more poignantly by filling up the frame. That's always a, a great I, tip. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I, I feel like just when my photography started to go get a little bit better was when I stopped just always standing in the same position. Like I would notice photographers get low, get high, like Mm -hmm. peek around the corner, you know? And, and so I think all those things, if you, if you just pay attention to, I like to follow like great Instagrammers, even if they're, whether they're professionals or just, I think I, they're really good photographers. I think that's another cool way. And, And sometimes I'll unfollow after six months because I've sort of picked up the inspiration that I need. And maybe it's not like a, it's not someone I know or need to follow their every move, but it's just that little bit of like observing what someone else is doing just with an iPhone that I think can be great. So you found your inspiration and you're there. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. So my last question is more about like, you capturing everyday moments of your kids. And you talked about that as you founded shoot along. Uh Um, but yeah, what kind of, what kind of moments still catch your eye? Your kids are getting older. They're a little bit older than mine. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, how can we stay in tune as moms for these little moments to look for? I actually, this is a full confession, but I feel like I take fewer pictures than I did just a couple years ago. They're Uh in school more. They're on the move more. I, and it's probably just my, I took, I got my DSLR when my oldest, excuse me, when my youngest was born. Yep. So from like mm-hmm. having a baby toddler preschooler through right. a couple years ago, I took so many pictures and now right. I can't, so I, I would love to hear like what you continue to look for in those yes. little everyday family life. Yes. Moments. So love that. There are a couple things, especially that I focus in on now that they're older. I find, so each of our kids, we have each of our kids, we let them have like one thing, you know? So, um, my youngest does gymnastics, my oldest does horses and, Uh, my middle does baseball. So I really like to, since they're also very interested in that, I try to kind of document that as it goes um, a little bit. I'll kind of pull it along. I think this is worth mentioning. I don't bring my camera everywhere all the time. Yeah, Um, that is good. I really do like to balance just the time that I'm there and engaged and with them and mindful versus the time that I'm thinking about the pictures. But I, um, you can go either way. I think it's a balance and I will bring my camera along, um, and try and capture just those things that they're into. Another thing I love to do is those, those moments, I think as moms, we feel it even where 
everything, you know, the kids are snuggled up on the TV, like the Cubs are in the World Series yes. right now. We're in yeah. Chicago. We're loving life We are right Cubs now, fans, you know. too. Uh, yeah, know. love. So, um Go Cubs. Um, you know, just those moments, they're all kind of snuggled up on the couch and they're watching. It's an everyday moment, but it's sweet. And as a mom, you feel sort of mm -hmm. that suddenly like, oh, look, like we're good. And you may not think, wow, this is a picture perfect moment, but sneak in there anyway. Get a little, you know, a lot of times I'll try to find, again, a different angle. I might mm -hmm. even like, you know, this is silly. I did this just the other day. I stood on my kitchen table and <laughs> held the camera above my husband and my son as they were watching the game and just took a shot from above because they were so cute. My husband I had his it. arm around my boy. Nothing fancy, um, but a sweet moment captured. And I think that um, what's very interesting. So I was recently going through a bunch of pictures because my dad turned 70. And so we were putting a collage together. So, you know, we had to go way back and start right digging through the pictures. And at the time you look at your kids and you think, gosh, they're so old. They're not really changing that much. And as they get older, especially, um, that can happen. But then even as I came across pictures, maybe two years ago at that time, I thought, well, you know, it's like, they're not that cute, cute anymore. They're just right. kind of in the middle doing their thing. So you don't think those pictures are that important, but then looking back, you are always so glad you have those pictures, yeah. those silly pictures, those everyday pictures, because you see those also subtle differences. You yeah. miss them. You know, when my eight-year-old was six, she had a round face yeah. and she, and you think they're so big then, but the yes. truth is I look at my kids now and I think, gosh, you know, my daughter's almost 12 and my son's 10 and she's eight. And, but then I think ahead, well, you know, my daughter's going to be 16 and yeah. suddenly 11 12 and 12 will, 12 is will look feel little. pretty yeah. sweet. So you just got to keep going with it. That's that's your rule of thumb. Just keep that camera. That's my other big advice for parents is a lot of times we've got our camera. We tuck it into our cute little bag. We put our bag on a shelf somewhere. That is not where your camera should be. Right. Your camera should be on your kitchen counter yeah. all the time. Yes. It should I, be right there. I agree. And that's where mine was for a long time. And now I have this little cabinet just off my kitchen where I keep yeah. like office supplies and stuff. So it's, it's yeah. at the ready. It always has right. a charged battery. Correct. Um, but I'm, Correct. yeah, I'm so inspired by what you just said. It's oh, so okay. true. And yeah. I think even going going ahead 20 years and thinking about oh all gosh, of that, we can be very critical of our own photography Absolutely. or our own, you know, like, I think we sometimes are convinced that we're over oh, taking too many photos or posting too yep. much because we live in this yep. very like social media saturated right. world, right. which is why sometimes I look at the camera roll on my phone and it's all work stuff. It's all like screenshots of like an email. And yep. I'm like, wait, I actually am not, I feel like I am maybe because I'm consuming quite a bit of social right. media and all that. Yep. But yeah, I think it is so important to keep it out there, whether it's your yeah. smartphone or your camera um, right. and, and just keep going. I love, I'm totally yeah, inspired by shooting, what you just said. shooting. You'll never regret it. I um, love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, Amy, we're going to wrap up, but this was Great. so much fun. I am so happy about what our listeners will gain from this. Everything from working with photographers in their area to improving their own photography. So tell everybody quickly where to find yeah. you online and shoot along um, oh, sure. so they can continue to check out your work in various oh. ways. Where would, where's the best place to send them? Thank you so much. So my website is amytriple.com. Pretty simple. Triple has two P's. Okay. I say like double, but triple um, <laughs> with two P's. And then, um, so that's just my work. And that's where, um, for 
photographers, I do offer a lot of classes and for parents, that kind of thing. And one-on-one -on -one mentoring, um, I do a lot of that even via Skype. So that's a really fun way to oh, kind of connect on a more individual basis. But then the shoot along project is just shootalong.com. Okay. Um, and that's the one, that's that year long project that we are absolutely in love with, super passionate about. And, um, you know, it's just a great place to come and start and, you know, get going on your photography journey. I love so, it. I love yeah. it. And so all of that will be at the mom um, and you can look for this episode and this interview, and then we will link up everything there as well. So Amy, thank you for your time and all oh, your absolutely. great tips and generous advice. And I do, I feel like we should hang out now probably. I, I like would love that. Next time I'm in Southern Cal <laughs> yeah, or exactly. you're in Chicago, call I me, know. we'll get coffee. I so love it. Good. All right. All thanks right. so well, much. Thank you so much, Sarah. Hey everyone, Sarah here again. Again. Hey, really quickly, I wanted to invite you guys to sign up for our email list. You can sign up at themomhour.com. And the reason I'm bringing it up now is that we're going to start sending a monthly newsletter that will contain all of our great partner deals in one place. So lately, we've been hearing from you guys that it's hard to remember these promo codes and the special URLs that we read out on the podcast when we have sponsors. And we feel like we have such amazing deals going on all the time from our amazing partners that it would be helpful to get them all in one place once a month. So if you wanted to say sign up for shoot along or redesign your family room with modsy.com or get a free month from LinkedIn learning, all those deals would come to you once a month by email and you could have them all in one place. So just head to themomhour.com and sign up. There's a little sign up form right in our sidebar. Uh, and as, as always, everything I talked about with Amy today will be at themomhour.com. This was Voices episode 19. And you can look for the next new episode of the podcast in your feed next Tuesday. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.